Hello and welcome to the Impulse Control Experiment. My name is Joel Harrison and thank you for joining me once again. This is day two of the Impulse Control Experiment and so far so good except for boy am I tired. Um, when you look at the handful of vices that you take in every day, whether those are things you're actually you know, eating or drinking or putting into your body, or whether those are just things in your universe that you are consuming mentally or whatnot, um, what, what do you imagine would be the hardest one to drop? I never thought that caffeine would be the hardest one. You know, caffeine seems like such a, such a subtle thing in most of our lives. Like for me, uh, I wake up every morning and I just make a cup of coffee. No big deal. And I, lo I oftentimes think, you know, like I can wake up slow. I can do a few things in the morning. I'm not that guy that's like, don't talk to me before my coffee. So like I've always been the guy that's like, you know, I don't want to consume that much coffee because I want it to work when I need it. I don't want to consume coffee so often that I have to have three cups just to move in the morning. However, as I've gotten a little bit older, I do realize that I'm about a three cup a day guy now. I usually have, you know, two cups in the morning, about eight o'clock or so, and then get into um, a third cup in the late to mid afternoon, about three o'clock when I usually hit that slump. And boy, when you don't have two cups to get started, that third cup not coming around about noon um, I'm not going to lie. I was actually laying on the floor at work today, just completely and totally exhausted, just begging for the day to be over. Um, but that's not the way life works. And that's not the point of this project. And not only am I finally at home here a little after seven in the evening, um, but I'm about to jump right back out and it's going to be a little bit of a tough evening to be honest, but I think that I, I think that I have it because of gratitude and intention, which we'll talk a little bit about intention soon. Um, but my my place is closing. You know that place in your life where you go to and everything seems right? I really hope that you have a place like this, whether that's a physical place or a place that you can go in your mind. But this place is basically my cheers. Um, it, it is a bar, but it's more of a music venue. Uh, I'm a huge fan of electronic music, and my wife and I go out almost weekly. Um, and obviously, there's been a downturn in, in the spot, and so we've been going less often as most people have lately, but it just kind of smacked us. All of a sudden, two weeks ago, it posted on Facebook that this place would be closed and that tonight would be the last night that it's open. And so this is going to be a very interesting experience for me. First of all, it will be the first time I've ever been at this place sober, being completely and totally honest. And the interactions I have with people are, are always based around having a drink in this place. So that alone is going to be a bit of a strange experience, but it's going to be a very emotionally heavy night. Um, St. Louis has a very small underground electronic music community and there's one place where we always go and this place is closing tonight and so this isn't just another bar that's closing for a lot of us it's our second home it's where we met half of our friends if I'm being totally honest I think maybe 75% of my friends I've, I've met in this place there have been times where I've been there uh, specifically I can remember my birthday last year but there's been many times when I've been in this place 
and just taking a moment to almost like put a big smile on my face and spin around in a circle and, and, and count the amount of people in the room that not only I know, not only I consider friends, but I consider family. And some of the closest people in my life, some of the people that have supported me through some really tough things I've met at this place. And so for this place to be closing, you know, is pretty tough and it's pretty emotional. And to be going to attack that without the crutch of, you know, a drink or something else to help ease the pain is going to be interesting. And that's the whole point of the experiment is to see what happens when I control these things. Instead of numbing myself to the pain, to face it full on and accept it and live in my gratitude, which is my survival uh, for the moment. And just to be, you know, it's that old conversation that, that people always say, but it doesn't really, it, it rarely helps. Like, don't be sad because it's over. Be happy because it happened. And there's been one true time in my life where I finally learned that that's really possible. And that comes back to the time again when I was doing a lot of changing and growing and met some amazing people in a very short period of time. Those people became very important to me. And I had spent most of that particular period of time learning about hypnosis and other modalities and learning to really expand who I am. And some of these people are really at the center of that change for me. And it was on the last day that I was there that I really understood you know, I had to leave these people and some of these people I'll never see again. I'll talk to through social media and those kind of things, but I really won't ever be able to give these people a hug again. Um, and, and that's totally okay because I'm so grateful for the time and the moment that we've had. And I know we just talked about great gratuity yesterday. And so I won't dig too much in it again here today, but I am setting a full intention with all of my being to go through this evening to be grateful for the times that I've spent there, for the, for the moments that somebody I didn't expect walked in, for the moments that I met somebody that truly had an impact on me, or somebody that has truly become a, a true friend and is deeply involved in my life now. And just to, before I go, just to sit down like we did in the podcast yesterday and really get inside my gratitude and know that every hug that I experienced tonight, every conversation that I experienced tonight, every beat that I get to dance to is to be absolutely, totally and truly 100% thankful. And I think that heading into this situation, even though I'm totally exhausted, and I am forcing myself to go out because it's the very last time. And truly right now, all I want to do is lay down on the bed and take a nap. But I need to go celebrate. And I need to be there for my friends who need to celebrate. And it's just going to be a very amazing evening. And so I want to speak a little bit about intent. So here I can see that I have a big obstacle coming right at me. And it may be difficult, but that's a choice. And so if I set an intention to truly be grateful for each and every person and each and every moment for my evening, I think that I'll be okay. And I want to dig into that idea of intent just for just a little bit. My first experience was in, with intent 
was I always felt like intent was important when you do someone wrong. So what was your intention? Like if you hurt somebody's feelings or if you were forced into a situation where you had to do something that maybe you're not super proud of, did you do it on purpose? Did you do it on accident? Did you consider everyone else's feelings and how the world would respond to these actions? Because if you did and you still did a negative action, then my previous conversation about intent was that there's the real problem. You know, if you hurt somebody unnecessarily or you weren't expecting to, it's very easy in my book to forgive somebody for that. But if you set intention, if you thought about that, that you were going to go hurt somebody's feelings or you were going to do something that you knew would impact somebody in a negative way, and you set that intention to do that, then we very well may lose an entire friendship because your intent was to cause harm. It's like when I've been made fun of plenty of times in my life and I had a time when I can think of that just popped into my head. I used to work in a restaurant and I worked with this girl and one time we were disagreeing about something and she looked into my eyes from two feet away and said, you're fat and ugly. So in the grand scheme of things, I'm like, so, okay, fine. I don't, I don't care about the words that you said. You're not going to hurt my feelings by telling me I'm fat and ugly. I'm not 10 anymore. However, when you look somebody in their eyes and you tell them something directly designed to hurt their feelings and you meant to do it with all of your intention, that friendship was over at that moment. It was done. I had no more interest in spending time with that person. And that's how I previously viewed intent until very recently. And intent is a huge part of this process that I'm diving into right now. So now the way I think about intent is what do all of your actions ever intend to do? And and so intent is something that I set ahead of time and I take time to design what I truly want, you know, out of my day out of this event, out of my life. So when we bring that into the conversation of the impulse control experiment, and you think about intent. So I started this project, or I started thinking about this project anyways, in late September. Going to be honest, I'm a big fan of Joe Rogan's podcast, and Joe Rogan does Sober October. Great idea, except for the fact that I love October. It's one of my favorite months. I'm a huge fan of Halloween, and I'm like, I'm going to be honest. I want to go get drunk on Halloween. So I'm not going to set an intent to be sober for the month of October when I know that I don't want to do that. And if I don't want to do that, and I'm not going to set that true intent to be sober for that event then there's no reason for me to jump in because I'll fail. That's just the way intent goes. But what actually ended up happening, so I said, okay, so let's do Sober November. And as I set that intent, like I said, literally probably the last week of September, the next time I went out and I got drunk and I was sitting on my couch in the morning and I, I just laid there and I couldn't go to, I couldn't work in the morning. I didn't, I had a project I wanted to work on and all I did was sleep because I was a little hungover. I was like, man, this is going to be so nice next month when I can wake up on a Saturday morning and go after a project. 
because I don't have a headache and because I got plenty of sleep and feel good on a Saturday and use a Saturday the way it should be to get some things done around the house and spend some time with my wife and have a nice meal and walk my dogs and all of those things that I just wasn't able to do because I was laying on the couch hungover. And so as I began to set that intent, now that I'm here in the project, and Garrett, I know I'm only at day two, but I've been thinking about it in a positive mindset for so long that it's easy to attack. So, you know, if, if you wake up one day and you're like, oh, I'm so hungover, I'm literally never drinking again. And then the next day you don't go drinking. Well, that's fine. You intended not to drink for that day. But then what's going to happen next Saturday? Did you truly set that intent in the deepness of your soul to, to not drink? Or did you just make that claim when you were feeling kind of shitty? So I encourage you, you know, a lot of people are like, when the spark hits you to make change, make it right now. Do that. And I support that if that's the way you like, but, I, but you really need to spend some time setting your intent. So how do we set intent? Well, first of all, you not only think about what you want to do. So that's easy to say what I want to do. Okay, so what I want to do is go totally sober for the month of November. I want to do a lot of hypnotic trance work and other mental exercise just to see how those affect me, to see if my life actually will grow and get better as I know it will through doing more of what I know to be the power of the mind and doing less of what I know turns down the power of the mind. So that was my initial intent. Well, that sounds cool. And then the next week came and again, I, I had, I, I still went, I'm thinking about this. Like I said, I am setting intent for the future, but I'm still going out and doing my thing in the present. And what that gave me was time after time, of, you know, like one evening, I, I think I got a little grumpy and my wife and I had an argument that was totally fueled because we'd had a couple extra drinks. Uh, totally normal happens. But as it was going through, I was going to be like, man, wouldn't it be great to not get drunk and have an argument over nothing? And that adds to my setting of intention. So not only did I think about what I want to do, but I start thinking about the benefits of it. And not only that, but I start really celebrating the benefits of it, almost as if it's already happened. So midway through October, I'm thinking, man, it's going to be great in November when I can have this great Saturday morning and wake up and get things done. Okay, now that I had that thought, let me get a whiskey and water, <laughs> which seems really strange for to, to be excited about sobriety in the future. But when you start to set this intent Towards the end of the month of October, when Halloween finally came around, especially the actual day of Halloween, which is on a Wednesday, I stayed home because the next day was November 1st and I was starting this project and I had a phone call at six o'clock in the morning and it just wasn't congruent with my intent. So I started by forming a small idea and then I took time to build that idea. To think about in the future, what's that going to be like? What am I hoping to accomplish? What do I have to do to make that happen? 
And this beautiful thing happened where I decided to do a podcast because I was setting intent. And the more I set the intent, the more I realized that this needs to be a challenge. This needs to be something that I'm doing for change. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever recommend the way that I am doing this to very many people. If you think that you can do it, if you've been on a change path, if you're ready to go, okay, I've been doing okay, but I really need that kick in the pants. I really need to be better. I really need to prove to myself that I can control my impulses and get through this. Then do it. Absolutely. But what I would really say, what I would recommend to my friends and my clients is to take one thing, take one small thing, Set intention. So think about what that small change is you want to make. Set the intention to make that change. Set a date for which you're going to start to make that change. You know, it's kind of like that thing, and I don't know if you do this, but I definitely used to with working out. I used to go to bed every night going, man, you should really wake up and and work out tomorrow. Yeah, let's wake up. Let's set the alarm 15 minutes earlier, and we'll wake up, and we'll work out. And I hit snooze every single time because I hadn't taken the time to set the intent. The idea had come into my head and yeah, it's a great idea. Fine. But I hadn't taken the time to set the intent. So what I would encourage you to do is set a date. Give yourself some time two weeks from now. Say, I'm going to start that change two weeks from now. And then from now until that two weeks from now, spend time thinking about that change. Go ahead and spend time thinking about why it's going to be difficult and then decide at that moment that that's a choice for it to be difficult or not. Decide at that moment how you're going to deal with those struggles. Take some time to think about the future. Think what it's going to be like as you're going through that. Think what it's going to be like when you're done doing that. And if you're like me and you're being sober for a month, maybe even take a quick second to think about how good that first beer is going to taste when you get done. And that's all okay because that'll be a celebration of my victory. And as we talked yesterday, celebrating is totally okay. It is more than okay. It should be done as often as possible. So take time to set your intent. Take time to know what you're gonna, what your challenges are going to be, how you're going to conquer them, and how you're going to celebrate once you have conquered them. Along with intent, set yourself up a little, set yourself up some accountability. Don't keep it to yourself. I've told every single person I've bumped into about this project over the last three or four weeks, because when I see them, I want them to go, "Hey, man, how's that project going?" You know, is it, is it hard? Are you succeeding? Did you fail? Where are you at? Because that's going to keep me accountable. Just like this podcast is keeping me accountable. I have to do that. I'm extremely exhausted right now and I have a very fun thing that I'm going to do. And I have dinner to eat and dogs to take care of and all these things. But this is my accountability. This is my intent. And once you have purely set that intent... Deeper than just thought. I mean, purely set that intent with every cell of your being. It becomes almost like it's already done. So that brings me to the next thing that I like to talk about a lot is time. So a lot of us think that time is linear. 
So yesterday has already happened and tomorrow is yet to happen. But there's a very interesting discussion that time is not in fact linear. All of time happens at once. We only as humans experience time linearly because it's what we know. And simply because something is the way it looks or feels doesn't mean that that's the way that it is. So if you can take just one leap of faith with me and just imagine, because who actually knows the nature of time? Who actually knows how it works? So if you take just a moment to allow yourself to believe that everything happens all at once and we experience it linearly, then you go back and you think about your intent. So once you truly set intent with all of your being and you know that you're going to be able to conquer this goal that you've set, it is instantly done. It is already achieved because everything happens at once. So if you really set true intention to do something, you've already accomplished it. So first of all, that's why celebration should be part of your intent. Make sure that you pay attention and that you know and that you feel what it's going to feel like when you win. Because you've already accomplished your goal because you've set true intent and everything happens at once. So powerful. Then it's so much easier to walk past the candy bar. Because I've already achieved my goal of not eating sugar for the month. Because I set true intent. And everything happens at once. So why would I eat that cheese or why would I eat that candy bar now? Because I've already accomplished my goal. And that would actually cause a problem in time if I ate that candy bar. A little bit of an interesting thing to think about once we set true intent. And if you're trying to get better at something, you need to practice more. If you're trying to be a better person, if you're trying to make a better relationship, whatever it is that you're trying to do, intent is the precursor to success. So take a moment and think about that right now. Think about, think about right now. If you're listening to this and you've gotten through podcast one and you've gotten through 25 minutes of podcast two, you obviously have something inside you that you need to change because that's why you're listening to a podcast about a guy who's going through change. So think about your change right now. Think about that thing that you want to change. Take just a moment to think about it. And once you've got that thing that you want to change, you may already know about it. Next thing to do is go, I can change that. I can because you can, because you know that you can. And once you think about that change, you know that you can make that change. Set a date right now. You're going to give yourself three days. You're going to give yourself 10 days. I gave myself five weeks to set my intent. Five whole weeks. Give yourself as much time as you want. But spend time in that buffer period setting your intent. Thinking about 
what it is you want to accomplish, thinking about how you're going to accomplish it, thinking about what your challenges are going to be and how you're going to overcome them and then celebrate it as if you already achieved it and really feel that feeling and know how great your life is going to be once you have accomplished that and spend time doing it. And every time that change you want to make in that buffer period rears its ugly head, every time you watch too much Netflix and didn't get your work accomplished, man, it's going to be good next month. Think about that. Man, it's going to be good once I don't act this way. And as it gets closer and closer to time, make that intent get stronger and stronger. And if you're anything like me, your intent's going to be so strong and you're going to be so excited about it until about two days before you actually have to do it. And then you're going to get a little terrified. And that's okay because in your setting of intent, you already know how you're going to attack that terror. You know who you're going to call and say, hey man, this is really scary. And you know that that person is going to say, you can do this. And if you need somebody to be that person, by all means, send me an email. I want to help. Know that whatever the change you want to make is, set your intent, and it's done. I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up here because I still do have a lot of things to do with my evening. I appreciate you listening as always. And don't forget, Try to make every day just a little bit better than yesterday. And if you fail, that's okay. Because it means tomorrow will be easy. Celebrate your victories and live in gratitude. Have a great night, everybody.